0: But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down
1: As we kick off another episode of the Mentor Roundtable, I'm going to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Gaggle. They've been a huge supporter of our program, our mission, our vision to continue to support educators each and every day. Check out Gaggle at www.gaggle.net. They are a real-time safety tool that ensures the safety and well-being of your students on their school-issued email and drive accounts. Again, thank you, Gaggle, for all your support, and another Mentor Table is kicking off right now. All right, we are going to get started for another episode of the Mentor Roundtable. We have entered into December, and one of the things that we were saying before we came on, a few of us haven't had an opportunity to connect in a a few weeks, and then Thanksgiving, um, Emily crushed it two weeks ago, running it kind of solo at first it was like two hours before and she's like I'll just I'll just do it and, and, and go for it. And it's it been an amazing ride since essentially the end of August and I am thrilled we have guests again this time we've had about one guest we have two today but one week uh, a month we've had a guest we had the e-twins to kick off our guest spots in uh, October and then we had Carl Hooker last month and now thrilled to welcome in the authors of, of All In I had a chance To meet Kristen and JC last year, just on the fly, we both were doing uh, book signings in Florida with the FETC in Miami. It was awesome. And tables were close to each other and just chatting. And then it was just a great experience to stay connected and seeing all that you're doing. And Sari and and Ariel talking about a book study. So, all of you welcome in, but Kristen and JC, take a minute to tell everybody who you are, for those of you who haven't had a chance to meet or for those people who are are viewing, haven't had a chance to meet with you. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your books, and I know JC, you have a few books, so feel free to mention anything you you wanna do. So take it on and then we're gonna get started with some questions for all of us to jump in. Go ahead, Nan, you go first.
2: (laughs)
3: All right, I'm Kristen Mann from the Pittsburgh area. I'm in my 23rd year of teaching. It's been such an amazing ride. I've been a third grade teacher for over 20 years, but this year in particular, I uh, jumped into the cyberspace. It's something that we created within our district to be able to meet the needs of our students and our community members. So I am a second grade, third grade, fourth grade cyber teacher, along with third and fourth learning support. So it's kind of like all the things. Uh, So it's been a really cool journey. I'm also a mom of two boys that go to the same district I teach in. One's a senior and one is a freshman. Um, Let's, you know, that's pretty much sums up my whole entire world all in one space, Uh, just awesome journey this past year. Actually, the last few years, JC and I taking um, and writing all in together. Uh, It has definitely just been an eye-opening experience, and so many on this panel have had um, the opportunity to jump into a book study through Read to Lead and Two Minute in a Book, so many other opportunities. So just great to be here. Uh, JC, it's all you.
1: Oh, before you jump in, JC, this is how this works. I usually cut people off.
3: That's Go for okay. it. I
1: know, or I think, it, when we met, you were Kristen's boss. So here, we're, <laughs> here we're all yes. equal. So Kristen, if you say something like you, this, is your free pass.
3: <laughs> Listen, JC hears it all. If there's ever somebody who's gonna hear it all, it's JC.
2: So it's all good. <laughs> yeah, we we've crossed those lines many times, Matt. Um, I'm JC Maslick. I am currently the assistant superintendent uh, in the school district where Kristen and I work outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, It is also my 23rd year in education. Uh, I've been an assistant superintendent for the last six years. Prior to that, I was a building principal and a classroom teacher. Um, I think I started out in my early life as a very horrible writer. Um, So anybody out there who like Got bad grades in college writing, like I did. Um, I it wasn't until I met a fabulous professor when I was getting my doctorate who um, really encouraged me to write, and from then on I, I kind of was hooked. So uh, I do have a couple books, and my most recent one uh, with Kristen. We. Um, We just sort of have this unique relationship that allows us to see things from a lot of different perspectives. And I think just the simple fact that our jobs are different perspectives allowed us to enter into this book and kind of tackle some of the topics that maybe people might be too afraid to talk about. Um, And so we hope it's a way for other educators, leaders, future teachers, future teacher leaders to kind of get together and talk about taking risks in education.
1: Awesome. So I'm going to throw the first question to the two of you, but then I'd love for our group to jump in. And I know part of the power of this is just having casual conversations. So elevator speech, you have 90 seconds, obviously, floor one to let's just say floor 30. What is all in mean? We hear it, we hear a lot of catchphrases in our, in our profession, and we hear all these it's starting to get oversaturated and on Twitter and and things with all of these catchphrases and different things. But I know from reading your book and and having a chance to talk to you, you walk in your passion. So what does all in for education mean to the two of you? And then I'd love for the rest of our group to, because we have so many different perspectives here from first year teachers to veteran teachers, from virtual teachers to really kind of talk about what that means for for all of us as we close out 2020. I mean, I think the
2: reason why we sort of Hit on that title was one of the very first conversations that Kristen and I ever had. And I stopped into her classroom and talked to her about what she wanted for her kids and what she was hoping to do. And she, you know, her guard was up and she was really, you know, hesitant to share what she wanted for her kids and for learning and teaching. And and, um, it was at that moment where I just was kind of like, you got to do it. Like, how how can I help you? You got to make it happen and from that point on I mean I think she would agree with me that that's sort of just how we've lived our lives together like you just got to do it you got to jump in and take that risk because nothing good is going to happen if you just stick with what you're doing right so you have to put it out there and I think leading with that philosophy whether from the classroom or from a central office that allows you to model for your kids that it's okay to take risks and to to try something that maybe you're not sure of and um I think more than ever right now in education, we need that. We need that creative risk-taking. We need people who can take a chance because um, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So you just got to go for
4: it.
1: So it doesn't mean since you're the assistant superintendent, you put your entire budget on red and you (laughs) went all in to double up your budget. Didn't mean that.
2: (laughs) No, But I feel like you have to push all the chips in on your teachers and be like, you want to do this? Let's make it happen. I don't care how much it costs, what what supports can I give you? Let's put things into place so that that bet turns into a reality for kids.
1: Awesome. So as I always do and put them on the spot, Emily and Molly, since you're your first year, you're, you're rolling into December. What have you done to this point that you've thought, this is, this is a little bit of a risk and it's either turned out well or you learned from it?
5: because something actually happened last week so since the beginning of school the kids so I started completely remote for anyone who didn't know that I was completely remote for two months and then we switched to hybrid about a month ago so at the beginning the kids were getting really restless and it was hard and we weren't having a lot of time to do SEL like social emotional stuff so we started having dance parties as do a lot of other people on mentor roundtable as we talked about And when we went hybrid, I was like, well, we shouldn't have dance parties every day because we're in school, we're seeing each other, but we compromised on doing it twice a week at the end of the day, which I know is just a little thing. But on Wednesday, we were having our dance party and my principal walked in my room to deliver their breakfast for the next morning. And I was like, hi, we're just having (laughs) our midweek dance party. And she was like, I love this and started dancing. I was like, I'm gonna come every week. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) thank thank goodness she was not upset about that. So I guess my risk of taking a chance doing some non-structured things as a first year teacher went fairly well.
1: Awesome. (laughs) That's great.
3: (laughs) I absolutely love that. That is amazing. Kudos to you. each and every time that you're having that urge to meet the needs of your kids and meeting the needs in all the ways. I mean, Melissa and I, we talk about this in our four o'clock faculty, like that group like has inspired all the things from day one. And it's it's one of those things where you embrace the moment. And I mean, what is the worst that's gonna happen? I mean, that your principal says, you know what, I really don't care for that. And, and then there's a vulnerability on your side, on our side to be able to have that conversation with our administrators, you know, JC put it out there about taking and putting all her chips in on us as the educator in the classroom, but it's it's a, it's a reverse role as well. I mean, putting all of our chips in on our admin and being able to be vulnerable with them and having real conversations, that's, that is huge with JC and I, like she knows I'm going to ask the toughest of questions and it's not because I'm disrespecting. It's not because I'm questioning her authority. It's because I want to know if there's a reason that is going to be betterment for the children within my space that I'm with every single day. I want to know that reason behind it. So kudos to you. I love it. I'm all about a dance party. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, I'm lucky that my principal is supportive as well.
1: Awesome. For sure. and- Emily, were you going to say something?
6: I was just going, I mean, I was just going to go off of Molly. And I know that last time we were all on here, I know Carrie and Melissa were giving some tips on how I could send off my kiddos and make sure that they're doing some work like on their own and independently and advocating for themselves. And so I started doing some teamwork projects in breakout rooms, sending them off and giving them guidelines. Um, And I think that with their guidance that we talked about last time we went really really well and I was able to just send them off for a while and check in on them and they really really surprised me with the leadership that some of the kids took on and they all came back and gave shout outs for their teammates and it was just a really sweet thing and I was not really um anticipating that and I wouldn't have thought to do that just send them off on their own as a first year teacher that's kind of scary to me being like oh like I don't have to teach them this and I can just give them these questions and they'll do it themselves um and with with their help last time we were talking i did it
1: and it went really well and they loved it so awesome awesome so i'd love to hear from from our crew cuz i know a lot of us changed kind of our roles from from this year looking looking at what people are doing from moving to a remote principal to a fourth grade teacher to all online what has this year done to just made you say all right i am going all in or what do you Planning to do that you haven't done yet? I'd love to hear from you, talk it through um, and, and share. I'll
7: jump in here. Um, this year, I've shared with you guys, uh, you know, I'm a remote learning principal in addition to my uh, other hats that I wear. And, you know, Matt, when you ask that question, and I'm sitting here listening to all these answers, I really can't identify just one thing, because I think that this whole entire year, every single day, has been about taking those risks and going all in. Um, We have an auxiliary building that we transformed into a remote learning school. We have 35 virtual principals. We have, um, I'm sorry, uh, 35 virtual teachers. We have virtual class parents. Um, I mean, it's the whole entire experience every single day has been taking some sort of risk and not really knowing how it's gonna turn out. and just being aware that we need to be reflective and having those conversations. I am having a constant conversation with staff. How did your guided reading groups go? How did those breakout rooms go? What worked, what didn't? And creating what I hope is that safe space you know, for, for them to feel like, you know, Molly and Emily, you're talking about feeling supported, where if you were having that dance party and I was the one who walked in, I would hope that you would just see me dancing right along with you. So I I just feel like this whole year has just been new and phenomenal. And um, the amount of learning that has occurred, I can speak for myself personally, it has just been tremendous.
3: If I I could jump in, oh, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh-oh. I was Go ahead. I was just going to say about trust. I mean, when I, I listen to Sari and I'm listening to the different perspectives and a huge part of going all in is trust, you know, and I don't think our little people, when I say little people, I'm even talking about my 18 year old son that's in that 12th grade class. I don't think that they are used to being trusted, let like within that space to be making these decisions for themselves. And And a lot of times we as educators are not you know, either. Um, And and that goes for admin, you know, with with the relationship with board members and the community as a whole, there's so much trust that needs to take place right now with how we're teaching. It doesn't matter what way we are, whether it's high flex, hybrid, all of it we need to be able to open up those conversations so that we can build that trust and allow our students and allow the teachers and allow the admin to be able to come together to be able to make those opportunities happen but by all means go ahead and jump in there
8: um that's actually a really good segue because i was going to talk about how like it's been kind of difficult for me as far as like taking risk only because there's so much and i don't like to use the word control but the only word i can think of like there's so much that's out of my control um because i teach face to face i have like 30 students in person and then most of my students are online so there's 55 but i can only meet my students for one hour a week and we don't have like virtual teachers or anything like that um so it's kind of hard to really like take risk when Um, I don't know what they're doing every day or like how they're processing the content, that sort of thing. So really the biggest risk I've taken um, is doing a full-length text. I know it sounds crazy, but my curriculum doesn't require us to um, do full-length text. It's just like excerpts of text. So that was really like the biggest thing was like, I think me deciding that they were ready and that they could handle reading the full text. Um, and it went well. But I mean, I would love to hear you guys' feedback about that. Like, it's been a struggle, not gonna lie. Always looking for the silver lining, but um, it's just hard. It's hard to take risks when um, there's no way of me knowing or feeling like I can support them. It's just email, remind message, you know, which is not enough support, in my opinion, but I'm doing the best
9: I can. I'll jump in on that. I mean, I think you know. I think risk comes in, in in waves, right? And sometimes it doesn't come to us right away. Especially being a new teacher with new curriculum, it's easy for us who might have been teaching curriculum for many years to say, "Oh yeah, I made this pivot, or I made this shift, or I made this change." When we know the curriculum, like we could probably say it without looking at the book, right? But when we're when we're neat, when we're up to our eyeballs and a new experience, 50 students. I mean, seriously, that's, that's a lot. First of all, a new way of teaching, a new curriculum. So sometimes maybe what you might um, see as risk is different than us. So maybe your risk right now is to give yourself grace. Cause I also just in the very small time that I've known you can already see how dedicated you are and how intentional you are with what you put out there for your students and how much you care and how much you want to be very, the very best for your students. And maybe your risk this year is to learn to give yourself grace, that you are doing the best that you can and trying new things. And then when you know the curriculum or you know how things work face-to-face, then different the risk that you see us calling risks is, might become the risk that you take too. And that's just, I don't know, just a thought.
1: No, I think that's great, and I'm gonna um, throw it to Melissa because one of the things that I see a lot, and, and you do amazing things, Melissa. And, and some of the things that Molly just shared, and, and Emily, and Kanisha, I learned that for the first time tonight. I think that's fabulous. A lot of risks you are taking are out for everybody to see. Your your weather forecasts, your you know Flipgrid things that you're doing. How did you kind of Come to saying like I'm going to take these risks and also share these risks with anybody that that wants us to see. I'd love to hear some of those kind of just thought process or just like I'm just doing it. That yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> I, right. Well, I want you to expand a little more than yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: Fall on my face <laughs> weekly, and parents know. I mean, they um, are so grateful because they'll email me. This isn't working. I can't submit. I say, oh, well, that's, it's not a big deal. And I teach my kids, you know, let's take it. I mean, if we fall flat on our face, at least we laugh about it. And we have something to talk about the next day. But I'm, I'm a believer in if you don't take that rest, you're not learning. You're not getting the most of your day. You're just going through the motions time is stressful but we might as well jump all in and have fun with it and i don't
1: know no, i think that's awesome i I'm just seeing fail
10: some, so
1: and, and if anyone's <laughs> not following uh melissa on twitter do that because she's doing some some amazing creative things as well and um ariel i know it's interesting taking risks so emily and molly and, and, and Kanisha were talking about it as first year educators and like not that you don't know any better, but you don't know the other side of what could happen when you when you go all in, and it may or may not work out. Where you went into the fourth grade position this year for the first you know first time you're teaching that grade, so you know doing something different has some possible ramifications. How have you juggled that, knowing being a more veteran teacher, but still having to do something very different? Like, what's your thought process with that?
0: Well, I I loved what Carrie said in response to Kanisha that. We have to remind ourselves that no one has done this before. This is unprecedented for all of us. And we're all in a different place. The way that we treat our students, that they're all in different places and we meet them where they are. And why do we give ourselves that permission to let our students be met where they are, but we don't meet ourselves where we are? And that's something I have to remind myself every day. And that's why I love coming to this Mentor roundtable on Sundays because I feel more accepted that where I am will be very different than where someone else is. So this year for me, my risk is that I'm learning a curriculum, in a grade level, in a age group that I have never taught before and probably will never teach again. I'm in a very unique situation where, like many of us, we're in one year positions to support this crisis that we're going through. So I want to do the best that I can. I'm a perfectionist, like many educators are. I want to do right for my students, but I am learning too. So the risk that I'm taking in my classroom may be completely different than the risk that's going on with the 15-year veteran fourth grade teacher upstairs. And I've had a lot of moments like that this year where I plan and I work with my colleagues and i'm like wow what they're doing is amazing i feel so bad for my students that we're not doing that and i remind myself like i'm coming in with a different perspective i'm a reading specialist and my students are getting the same love it's just different and although i may not be completely um all in with the curriculum of go math necessarily i'm doing what i can do best and what i am providing them is my best risk and That's something I think I have to remind myself of every day, but I'm learning through the eyes of my students that I do growth mindset with my students every day and I'm teaching them the power of yet. And I may not be there yet. I may never be there this year because this is a weird year. And that's the risk that I have to take is knowing that I may not get to my end goal this year in the way that I thought that I would, but I'm getting there in a different way. So it's been a very interesting journey for me so far this year, but I just want to jump in and share that I did read Kristen and JC's book in the spring um, with Sari and with Melissa as part of a Voxer book chat. And that book really helped me through some really challenging times and having this community and then now just kind of coming back full circle, seeing some familiar faces, it's really heartwarming. So I, I really appreciate that we're all here together.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: And can, I, can I add to that, Matthew, ahead, you go on?
1: Yeah,
9: yeah, of course. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that- just, What
1: if I said no? Like, what would you have done? I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I'm live webinar, and I'm like, no, Karen, uh, I'm going to mute you. I have not something else I want to talk about.
7: I would probably interrupt at that point.
1: All right, good. The principal <laughs> steps in like, mm, that's not really nice. Go ahead, no, Karen.
7: Ariel
9: just got me thinking more just about what Kanisha was saying and everything, and I think- um, one of the biggest pivots or things, and I keep using the word pivot, I need to pick a different word. But one of the biggest changes for teachers right now is we're put in this position where a lot of us strive for excellence and all of a sudden we're, we're not going to achieve it. And it's just so exceptionally uncomfortable. And one thing for me, especially that I've found for my own, like it sounds for many, I don't know, for me, it sounds silly. But my, one of my big risks for me during this all is to really self-care. I've always been pretty good at it. I've never really had to work on it. It's always just been, I'm just, I handle things as they come. But this year is like, it's hardcore. Like, so for me to really be, I guess to use, you know, the term all in with my self-care, with my gratitude, with my giving myself grace, that takes a lot of work for me. And for me, that's my big shift. And also, um... For me, now see Kanisha, now I'm gonna feel a little overwhelmed. For me, my big risk this year is reaching out and asking for help because I am not somebody who does that. And so leaning on my team even more than I usually do, really being vulnerable about how I feel, crying if I need to in front of my team, those for me, you know, there's lots of risks I take in the classroom, but those things for me, those are risks that have been new for me and as, as a teacher.
1: No, and I think, thank you. First of all, thank you for the vulnerability to share. I know that's not not easy, especially again in, in live time. And, and I think a lot of us here experienced that back in the summer when before we even started and it really shifted our thought of like, what would we do on Sundays? How would we help? And, and coming together and just kind of having a blind faith of mutual trust, I think is was important. So I do want to ask Kristen and JC a question because especially for our new educators, we, we talk about this and we're like, yeah, go all in, it's great. And everything's going to turn out fine and do that best for the students. What in, when have you, because I want our new teachers to know they're not alone. When have you gone kind of all in and hasn't worked out? And not that I want to call you out on that, but I think <laughs> it's important for our new educators want to know you're not alone, that that happens over time. But what did you do after that? What did you do to kind of regroup and, and press forward? Because I think that's where we have to, as a profession, know that if you're gonna go all in, if you're gonna take these risks, if you're gonna try something and it doesn't work, try not, try again, evolve or do something different. So I'd love to hear, hear that. And then again, throw it out to, to everyone, jump in to, because part of having that comfort and vulnerability that carried the shoulder, us to try it, as having that mutual trust to say others have done things too that may not have worked out.
2: It's interesting that you said that you asked that question, Matt. I mean, that was exactly what I was thinking when I was listening to Carrie, like, oh my God, like I, there are so many times where something doesn't go right. And I, you know, call on the support of the folks who are, you know, on my team or, or in my corner. I, going all in doesn't mean that you gamble and win every time. I mean, it's just not the reality, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Kristen will feel. But, um, you know, I'm in the same boat as, as Sari this year, and I'm running our cyber school for elementary kids K through six. And we have upwards of 280 kids in our program. And every day, I don't know if I'm succeeding or failing with that because, I never ran a cyber program before. You know, I, I have fabulous teachers who I know are connecting with kids and parents every single day and trying to make this program work. But if I'm being really honest, I, I don't know if I'm doing my best. I've never done this before. Um, and so it's a huge risk for me to say, yes, woohoo, we're going to start a cyber program. Um, and, and I know that ultimately, Families needed this. That's why we did it. Families needed to be at home and we needed to provide an educational pathway for them. Um, but every day I struggle with, am I doing the right thing? Did I reach out to enough people? Am I supporting the teachers on my cyber team the way I should be? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly don't, I couldn't say that that gamble is a win just yet. We're still working on it, um, you know maybe we got a push, right? I, I don't, if anybody plays pie, gal, poker, <laughs> um, you know, we put our bet in and, Oh, we didn't like win, but we're still in there. Um, Cause it's tough. And, and like, um, arielle was saying, like everybody really is in that first year because nobody's done this before, you know, nobody, nobody in our century has ever led through a pandemic or taught fourth grade or sixth grade or 12th grade or art or music or whatever. We're all in a different boat. And, um, you know, some days we're going to have those small wins and it's going to feel really good. And other days there's going to be failures. And I think that's just um, how we respond to that, how we reflect on it and think, okay, I'm going to do this better next time or I'm going to get back on that tomorrow. Um, the way we respond to the the failures I think is, is the huge, the huge opportunity that we have. No doubt. I.
3: You know, Matt, I'm so glad you you brought this back around because honestly, for those have that have been in the book study, I mean, all in is not about just like JC said, it's not about winning all the time. I mean, there's over 30 bets here, and one of them is about the loan shark. Uh, and and right now it's it's the where of the loan shark is like where is that loan being taken? Is it on ourselves? You know, is it Where's the cost? And, you know, self-care is so extremely important. And and it's not just the kind of self-care where where you just walk away for a minute. It's the self-care where you're really, truly finding what you need. And and I don't even know what I need on a day-to-day basis. and, And I don't think any of us really do because it looks so different every single day. But, you know, I am a risk taker. I'm a natural born risk taker. And, it, and it's definitely gotten me in trouble before. And I definitely had failures upon failures upon failures. And I rubbed people the wrong way with that. But I'll tell you what, when our community needed this, I immediately looked at what were the qualifications. We needed a Google certification. We needed an Apple certification. Whatever those were, I was like, I'm, I'm there. If this is what we need, I'm going to do it. But I will tell you something right now. All that, all that energy and all that willingness that I was ready to give, I, I forgot who, who I was in the middle of all of that because even though I'm 23 years into education, about 10 years ago, I suffered from a very, very severe brain injury. I, I had a concussion that like I almost had to resign from teaching. You know, my brain swelled and I was put to sleep for a while. I lost all my ability to speak. And that's kind of crazy when you think about it. Anyone who knows me, whoa, big time, right? Um, But in all honesty and seriousness, I was not prepared in my heart, in my mind, in my soul to be new at something right now because I got really, really good at being a third grade teacher. I was really good at it. And I was able to take these big risks because I was really good at the foundation of what I was doing. I was willing to go out and, you know, bring Carrie's work into my space and doodle and create with my kids in a way that I had never, ever thought about before because I was in a safe place of what I knew and I knew it well. When I took on this cyber position, it rattled me to my core. I, we were literally learning uh, minute by minute every single day and trying to teach and trying to comfort and trying to reach and meet the needs of our parents that were trying to be in this cyberspace and and we're all feeling that in our own way. And for me, I broke down. I did cry. I had to take my cyber team that thought they had this teacher that was this valuable asset of experience. And I had to look at them and tell them I was as new and as green as it gets. And that with every single day, I was going back to writing everything I do on paper. Every pop-up of, in Microsoft Teams, every child that sent me a message, every parent that sent me an email, I had to list it down and then check it off to make sure I was doing my job, to make sure I was meeting those needs, that that scared me half to death. I thought, wow, not just that, but I mean, I, I had a reputation within my own elementary space that those parents They gifted me a trust built on the years I have experienced with them. I was now with children and parents that have never met me before. We have three elementaries. And I was bringing in a part of our community that had no idea who Mrs. Nand even, who who is this Mrs. Nand? They didn't know me. So I had nothing to lean on. I was as new as it gets. And I was hitting hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. And I still do on a daily basis. But I have to make sure that I am being honest and open and that I'm taking care of myself and that if that means removing myself off of social media a little bit, which I'm so used to doing because I grow so much there, then I do that and I don't apologize for it because at the end of the day, it is what I need and in turn, it's what I can then give to my students the next day and to my own family. So it's so important to realize that being all in is not just about that winning moment. It's about taking chances and taking risks and then bringing it back to not loaning out too much of oneself uh, so that we can all be better for it in the end.
1: No, and I think that's awesome and thank you so much for sharing a couple of things you said in there. I'm going to have you, well for me it'd be look up to the left, but we've talked a lot about this with, with Molly and, and Emily and Kanisha as well as they are entering for the first time into, into this profession how can they go all in without giving too much of themselves? I know we've we've talked about that in almost every episode and that's for everybody here. Um, What would you recommend? What would be some of the things that you could share with them about making sure they have that self-care and have that balance as well? Because if they're not taking care of themselves um, and I don't want to speak for them, but I know that it's something we've talked about a lot. Um, What would you suggest?
3: I for me personally, I mean, we are all so different. You you have to know yourself. And I think that self-awareness is going to be able to help you on your own journey. Um, you know, I, I think truly you you give and when you're starting to feel yourself stretched. You, you pull yourself back, you find what you need in order to do that, you, you surround yourself, you're right here at this, at this table with the most beautiful people and support system and you're doing this and you're committing yourself to it every Sunday so that you have those supports in place. That is huge. And, you know I don't get to talk with JC every day like I used to, but I know if I need her, she's going to be right there. Like who are your people? Who, who are you able to truly lean on and be open and honest and allow them to see you, like just see the whole you, that is a really big deal. I mean, sorry, Ariel, I everyone in this group, honestly, you've all seen the real me. I'm not trying to be anything different in this forum as anywhere else. And so I think that that vulnerability day one, no matter if you're one year into it, 20 years into it, whatever that looks like, I think being the real you and not trying to play into what people, what you think people are expecting of you or wanting from you. Um, so, So being vulnerable enough and real enough to know what you need and bringing that to the table and also being able to back up when you need to. So if a Sunday comes and you just really feel like this is going to stretch you too far, that's when you reach out and you let Matt know, listen, I just can't today because it's okay.
1: No, I think that's awesome. And, and they have, I'm, I'm super proud to when that happens and, and then other people have stepped up, it, it's been great. So I'll throw it out to the group. I'm not saying our, our new folks have to answer but how are you balancing that right now our our team here how are you balancing that going all in and giving but taking care of yourselves what are some of the things that that you're doing so i know we haven't connected in in a little bit but i'd love to hear what other people are doing to make sure that balance is there
7: i struggle with this and uh i think that the pandemic has really um, made it rise to the surface in a way that I finally needed to take a step back and actually address it. So, uh, Ellen in our read to lead group was probably one of the first people that I had a really deep conversation with this about. And um, it started with turning the notifications off on my phone for my emails. Um, you know, I started to have to very consciously, intentionally um, protect time so I could be with my family, so I can give myself a little bit of a, of a rest, um, making sure that I have some physical activity in the morning, and, and Matt, you're walking, Ed, I, you have no idea how that motivated me in a way that I needed during a difficult time when I needed to really take that time for myself. So um, for me, it's, it's not about time management, it's about self-management. And it was about being extremely intentional, and just right out of the gate, like the notifications, because I don't have enough of the control to not, you know, respond. I I have it in me, as I think so many else, uh, so many others in this group do. You have that, you know, urge. You just want to help. You want to be there for others, right? So if the notification was going off and it's a parent and it's a Saturday afternoon and they're having a meltdown, I, I'm gonna respond, right? But is it the best for me? And, and you can't pour from an empty cup, right?
2: Well, and I think two, two good points there. One, I mean, it's about putting some boundaries out there. Um, you know, I, I don't want to receive texts pretty much from anybody between like 11 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. <laughs> um, and so I, I put that boundary in place. And, and I think our devices are a huge part of that. Um, I do not have my notifications on for Voxer messages. Like I check it. I check in, but but I don't have that notification come up. And I will kind of connect that to what you said also about the exercise piece. For me, I walk when I'm listening to my boxes. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I feel like, okay, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna walk for 45 minutes. And I just hit that button and let them play through. And I feel like I'm connecting with all the people in my group, but I do it on my terms. It's when I wanna walk you know when I'm outside that's sort of like my peaceful time but then I also can feel connected to by hearing everybody and sometimes I don't even necessarily put a message in but hearing the people in the groups that I know support me is a help as well but I think good point you know do it on your own terms create those boundaries and set aside time for whatever it is you know if it's family if it's your pet if it's your you know Girlfriends, whatever it is, set that time aside to make sure that you're getting that, because if you don't, um, you know you're not going to feel ready to come back to your students and your in your workplace.
1: No, that's awesome, and just sharing if other people have, have found that balance or some strategies that work, I'd love to love to hear it before we kind of go into the last big
3: question. You know, Matt, I just wanted to say I as whenever I have first year second year third you know year teachers that are in my world i feel so incredibly privileged because it is a fresh new perspective on all things and so mm-hmm. i think something that i would say to you in order to find a, a balance during this time is to not underestimate your voice in this like we literally have just been dealt the same exact hand and it's it's a matter of what are we going to do with it and i i would never ever want anyone in my in my field to ever think that it would take X amount of years, X amount of days, X amount of degrees, whatever, to think that they would then have more impact in my world. So I think when we sit on our, like there's a time to sit on our thoughts and there's a time to realize that your voice is so incredibly important. So please like, don't feel like you have to shove all of that inside and keep it right here because you're this first year teacher, you know, or this second year teacher, whatever that should be for you, like find, that space find a way to share out because you you could be making change for so many more people by sharing.
1: Awesome. Uh, Emily Mallow, have you started to find some of that balance? You're 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 in like the third month or or more. You're starting to, to feel that.
6: I've been thinking about this as people were talking. And I think that one thing that really helps me go all in is having all of you and having my mentors at school because, like we were saying before, as a new year teacher, like I barely know what I'm doing just to be a, a teacher. Like this is the first time I've ever done it. So I kind of am just like checking those to do list things off my list. And for the first couple of weeks, it was just making sure I got all of those things done. And then coming on here and talking about what I've been doing. I've been getting so many creative ideas and I think creativity is one of the hardest things for me right now because I'm so focused on making sure that I'm getting the things I need to done just as a baseline Um, that like bringing in and taking time for creativity is there's not much time in the day to research how to do these new things of what I just learned And so I think that talking to my mentors at school and some of the more experienced teachers and talking to all of you is so wonderful for that aspect for me. And it it helps me take risks because I'm like, oh, I never thought of it like that. Or I never thought to take time to look into those different ideas because I just learned how to do this one. And then I try it and it's wonderful. And so if I didn't have this, I don't think I would have been doing a lot of the things that I am now. So I think that that talking to all of you and having new perspectives really lets me go all in because I I get so much creativity kind of like dumped on me that I can pick and choose from, which is so awesome.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So uh, one of the things we do try to do is keep it around 45 minutes to make sure we respect everyone's time. I think all of us actually here on um, Eastern Time. So one of the things that we're going to do, and so we now have So Natasha had a question and I'm gonna have her jump over and ask it and then let us think about it. And then we'll do the book giveaway. Cause I wanna, I like to end on on one thought so everybody has an opportunity to contribute. So, and I also like to pull some people over. So Natasha, come on, I'm gonna pull you over and then I'm gonna have JC and Kristen um, give some numbers and I'm gonna give away the book. So I'm calling Natasha over. So when you come over Natasha, we wanna know Who you are you obviously know Sari because she sent me the message like she's coming over so either she's your boss (laughs) or like what is this and and you were like no no thank you and she's like she's coming over so one of those things I wanted to to see her (laughs) Uh, so what is your role um in in education
4: okay hi everyone this is an amazing panel and it was awesome (laughs) discussion I am a third grade virtual teacher um, I was an instructional coach for three years. So I'm back fresh in the classroom virtually and um, I'm loving it, loving every bit of it. And so happy to be here.
1: Okay. Now, we just pulled you over to say some nice things. That's great. Uh, what was your question?
4: Yeah. You know, thank thinking- you. Oh wait,
1: before you do that, is Sarah your boss or not?
4: No. <laughs> okay,
1: good. I can see she was kind of bossing you around Like, get on over here. Uh, so, what even, is your question, Natasha? The
4: fire the light to everyone. So, uh, yeah. So All right. So I was, you know, thinking about your role now. What do you think it's going to look like when you get back into the physical classroom? Things are not the same. Things are different. We've been forced into the world of technology even more so before you know this whole man- pandemic began. What would you do differently? I guess the question I'm asking is, what would you do differently now? Um, that you know what you know as educators and as admin.
1: Awesome. So I'm gonna let thank you so much, Natasha, for the question. Uh, we are gonna each have about a minute to to respond, but I also when we end on that question, I don't want to just throw it right out and let you all think about it for a minute and then we're gonna come back to, to answer. I'm gonna put you back over to the attendees and you can hear all, all the great great stuff. So what we're gonna do now is give away some of the some of those books. So uh, I'm going to move you back over. And um, what I did is I have the spreadsheet pulled up right now. And if you just call the numbers, I'm going to tell you who they are. Are, are you ready, you, you two? Yeah,
2: what are our, hey, let's do first? this. What to what?
1: So we'll say what, uh, 1 to 41. So first we'll give the, the two modern mentor books away. So call, uh, call those numbers out.
3: All right, I'm gonna go with
1: three. Number three. That is Elise Hain. Elise Hain. So I will reach out to her. I don't think she's on here tonight. So she will get one and then call out another number. 12. 12. As is probably weird on that side because you see me leaning into the spreadsheet. Tracy Bowers number, I like it. All right, so those are gonna, I'm gonna reach out to them and, and send those to to those two educators. So now the two all in books.
2: 23
1: Stacy Benton. Stacy Benton. Let me just highlight these folks here. Awesome. All right, and one more.
3: All right, and I'm going with 21.
1: That is Lori Guyon. I think she's actually on here tonight. So awesome. So I will make all of those connections. Thank you all for for contributing and thank you too for, for for doing that. So those four books are all gonna go out tomorrow or at least the information will, will make connections. So we're gonna get back to Natasha's question. So when things go back to normal and some whatever we think it's gonna look like, what, what are you gonna keep and what are you gonna maybe do differently? And one minute each, Kristen and JC, I'm gonna save you two to last, go.
8: I'll go first. Um, So, as you guys know, I'm already face-to-face, but a lot of my students are coming back in January. Whoa. Um, So, what I'm going to keep doing is keep being all in, and for me, that means being committed. Just, I'm committed to this work no matter what, Um, and I think that makes a huge difference for my students because a lot of teachers have quit. And then... What was the other question? <laughs> oh, what you're like not gonna do, right? Yeah,
1: something that's not, not working out so great.
8: Um I think it's working out pretty well. But what I do want to do is be more creative and have like more fun activities, more games and
0: things like that.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Kanesha. So happy you're back.
0: I'll go next. Um, I'm face to face five days a week, no virtual students, but I'm teaching something that I've never taught before. So I'm in a whole class, my whole class is smaller because it's smaller class sizes, but I'm usually a reading teacher and I'm used to these small group settings. And this year working with a larger group of students with a really big disparity of abilities and interests and just everything is so different. I'm realizing that my best classroom management tool is relationship building, which I've always done as a reading teacher, but I'm absolutely feeling it like to the extreme right now is that the closer my students feel to me and to each other and the more they feel like they can take a risk is the better our class runs. And I will never forget this year in all of my years of teaching and that we spend so much time in my class just hanging out and talking and getting to know each other and playing games and dancing and having fun. And that's something I will always carry no matter what I teach, what group of students, what type of students I work with, I want to continue to have fun because that's what makes our days go by really smoothly. So yes, a lot of dancing in this group. I don't know who start. I think it may have been Melissa started the dancing trend, but dancing has taken us through some really hard times this year. So we will keep dancing.
10: I can, I can go. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I am virtual 100% since the beginning kind of like Kristen, completely new, new bunch of kids. I service seven different elementary schools. So it's not just one. So they have no idea who I am. Um, but I think the biggest change I, that will happen when we go back face to face is number one, not taking a single second for granted. That means my colleagues, that means my kids, the side conversations, um, their faces, the hugs and also giving grace making sure i extend that grace even after this is all over um
9: so awesome well I'll, I'll build off of ariel and melissa so i'm hybrid um we're in person four days a week and remote one day and i have my students for three years and the one thing um i think is very similar to ariel's is i always thought that i was really good at building relationships and i knew you know i knew they were important but the um but this has shown me the real power of relationships and they it really does have the power to um, allow students to not regress, to not you know fall backwards when things get hard. And I haven't seen drops in my students progress through all of these experiences. And I really, I really do think it's because of the relationships that we have and the time we take to build moments and have time together in our classroom, really knowing each other and really they know that they're supported. And I think that that is something that I will own and continue to value above all um, as I continue, as we move forward past this, just that that it really is, it's a game changer, really.
7: I'm gonna piggyback on what everybody is saying and and just reinforce that relationship piece. And for me, um, I think that I have grown as a communicator. I think that I valued communication, but I don't know how intentional I was with certain pieces. And I have without a doubt learned, um, I can say I don't know and uh, and it's okay. Um, you know, at this point, it's so important just to even share that I don't know because one of the pieces that I have without a doubt learned is that if I don't share the story, um, all of us, even me, you have a way of telling the story that may or may not be the reality of the situation and having those conversations um, you know, I've set up virtual office hours because we're not walking through the hallways. I can't just pop in and see somebody. It's such a different world in this virtual setting. So, you know, just that communication piece, I think, is really at the heart of those relationships.
5: Um, so, I feel like this is a little bit difficult to answer because. We don't really have much of a base of what we were doing before versus what we're doing now. Good point. (laughs) But, um, like I said earlier, like my school is really great about creativity and fun activities and not so hard on us about curriculum standards this year. So, I am going to continue dancing. We sing a lot, we play a lot of games. And when things are a bit more strict next year, I want to find ways to still incorporate those things into my class. Um, I think one thing that I will do a bit differently, I know I shared a couple weeks ago that I had to have a mindset shift of planning like day to day or a couple days in advance because everything was changing so easily. And once we are back on a strict schedule, that's not going to change. I am going to enjoy planning two weeks ahead and Sleeping restfully, knowing that I have my
6: plans ready
5: in advance.
6: Um, Similarly, we don't have much of a base to go off of, but I think that this whole relationship building concept is very important. And it's clear to me because I am teaching reading and writing for two separate groups, and one of my groups I have about 45 extra minutes with, because we have morning meeting and our morning transition and just like logging on and off transition time. And that's all side chit chat time. And I've noticed that my behavior management for that class is totally different than for the one where we have an hour and 15 minutes and they come on in straight for math and we just have to crank through the lesson. There's really no time to chit chat and it's so different. And even that smaller class, I was with them in person and I still had that same amount of time but the kiddos who I am remote with that I have that extra time for morning meeting exercises and chit-chatting like we have so much more trust and rapport built and I think that it's very clear between those two groups how relationships make a huge huge difference and I'll definitely make sure that I spend a good amount of time even in person um, doing that when I can.
1: Awesome that that is great and Um, Before we move on to our two special guests, first of all, did I forget somebody? I was so locked into listening to everybody. Okay. Uh, Talking about dancing and and all these other things, Lori Higgins, who was the winner of the Echo Dot, uh, sent me a message how thankful she was. She's using it in her class for for, for music. It's awesome. And we were able to to, to do that and able to give away some books thanks to Gago, who is the sponsor of, of our web series. They've jumped in and and done some great things. So thank you for for that. If you haven't seen Gaggle, it's a great resource. We're not gonna get too deep into it today, but I just wanted to make sure to to thank them um, as well. I know for me, one of the things that I wanna make sure to continue to do is memorialize content. What I mean by that is we're, you know, we give a lot of professional development. We do a lot for our staff but it's often one-offs and we don't save it. So learning how to use YouTube as a resource, you learning how to create podcasts or, or watching some of the great things that, that Carrie's been doing and with, with her sketchnoting on YouTube and, and Melissa on Flipgrid, like memorializing the content. I'm gonna definitely continue to, to do that and even try to do, push the envelope a little bit. Um, that being said, when it's a staff meeting, one of the things I'm gonna give up is not have a virtual staff meeting. Because all of you were talking about relationships and all of that, well, if we're having a staff meeting, I want to be there for it, and then memorialize the content in another way. So that's definitely something that I am going to give up because it just misses that face-to-face piece with staff and seeing the authenticity and seeing and gathering the feedback. So those those would be will be my two. So to to wrap it up, I want to thank you, J.C. and Chris, and I'd love to hear yours before we we end this tonight.
2: You see you want to take it well I was actually thinking similar to what you said Matt um, I mean as much as I appreciate seeing all of you on here some new faces and some familiar faces I don't I don't think I want to keep on zooming after that when we're back I want to be face to face and Kristen's gonna laugh her head off like I want to hug my kids <laughs> you know? I want to see all my people um, and I think that's been so hard. Being having to social distance has been a real challenge. And she's laughing because she, I, I'm not known to be a big hugger, um, but you you miss that human connection. And I think that just goes with everyone saying about relationships. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to see a ton of technology. I want to see faces and and be around people and have conversations. Um, and I think, I think maybe we'll all be ready to give technology a little bit of a break when things get back to normal.
1: <laughs> all right, Kristen, bring us home.
3: All right, so I, I think one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had in my career is happening right now because in my situation, my students do not need me. This is not about me at all. They can actually get onto a program every single day and they can succeed by themselves, truly in isolation away from me as an educator. I am a facilitator of all things this year. And so for me, being able to stretch every single relationship to the nth degree, to be able to bring those little people into my space and let them know that they are seen knowing and recognizing that every single one of them, no matter what situation they are in, they each have a story. I've been so big on that. I'm so big on SEL, but this to me has been by far one of my most humbling experiences because each and every time that they click to reach out and talk to me, every time I hear my name, I am so elated. You know, you hear your name all day long when you're in that classroom and you, you want to be able to get them to be more independent where there's three before me and I just cannot wait for them to be in that space with me and just say my name and where I can just reach right back out and have that given conversation any, any minute of any day. That is gonna be one of the most beautiful things ever. I will say this though, as much as I would love to take a break from technology, I am so grateful that it has found its place within our space of learning. I am so grateful that it's no longer layered, that it is intentional, that there is relevance and meaning behind every single thing we do. We would not be learning without it right now. I love that I can say to my cyber students, oh, that didn't go so well. Well, you know what? What could you do? What could you create? I mean, I have students that are sketchnoting because it's an option, because it's something that they are choosing. And then they deliver it to me through tech so that they can replace something that's within the cyber program with that choice that they've made. Before, that would have only happened because I would have pushed that out. These are things that our students are doing on their own, and I never want to lose sight of that. So with that being said, hugs all around to everybody because it's going down.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, JC and Kristen, thank you so much for, for joining us and the, and the rest of our team. Thank you for really going all in in the summer, agreeing to to be part of this and jumping on with, whenever you can. And Molly and Emily sharing your your journey with us and Kanisha as well. Um, and so thank all of you. Thank you for those who, who tuned in and thank you those who Watch after the fact and listen to the podcast. So, thank all of you. Hope everyone has a great start to your week, and we'll see you next Sunday.
0: Say what you need to say. 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 say.